and welcome to Brown About Town. Nima's been struggling a little bit with her Would You Rathers this week. <laughs> so I saw something on Twitter and I thought, uh, let's see it. Uh, so basically it was like your rap name would be uh, whatever young and then whatever you carry around all the time. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Um, what would yours be, Stacey? <laughs> we all know this. Okay. Um, yeah, so anyone that knows me is that I carry moisturizer in my like hand so cream much. everywhere so much moisturizer look i've gone down from flipping 200 ml bottle to a refillable bottle that i fill up with yeah my, i'm proud and of people are like that. people are always buying me cute hand cream and yeah. they're like use this and i'm like guys this makes my hands itch it has to be my vaseline okay yeah, yeah. um so yeah i'd be um young cream yeah young young cream. Cream. No, young. I'm, I'm gonna yeah. remix this in a second okay and uh nima um, I always carry either hand sanitizer or lip balm. Yeah. Essentials. Yeah. Necessary. Okay. And then I'm always carrying a bottle of water with me wherever I go. I'm yeah. a bit yeah. weird without so water. Just, <laughs> <laughs> I just need to be hydrated yeah. at all times. Um, so I think, so your name would be Young, Young Moisture? <laughs> young Moisture. <laughs> young Moisture. <laughs> Sounds like an advert. Yeah. And then, see, yours could be, well, actually, no, that sounds kind of gross. I was going to say Young Sanitation, but that's kind of disgusting. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Young bomb, young bomb, young bomb, and then I could be young, young hydration, young H two O. Yeah, I like it because all of ours are kind of like, uh, I guess, not hydrate, water based with the tamest rap group out there. Yeah, exactly. Please just thank you in the face of our water bottle. Yeah, exactly. Please just have a drink. Those are good. Would you rather or anything like that, or should we just go on to Brown About Town? I feel like we've actually, like last time, we hadn't actually done anything for a while, but now we're kind of on it. <laughs> yeah, so. we, got, we got stuff to talk about. We've had yeah. experiences, you know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. so, yeah. life. Um, so I'll let uh, Nima kind of take take over. Yeah. So let's roll on over to Brown About Town. So, what have you guys been up to? I know I haven't been so active, but I've been more active than last time. So, um, <laughs> so yeah, I have been trying to stay alive. Yeah, staying alive, staying alive. <laughs> um, in London. Apparently, this is quite hard these days. Um, yeah, no, there's just been um, a couple of mishaps, like um, in in London. If if you yeah. guys haven't seen the news, so a couple of weeks ago there was an incident at um, Stratford Westfield. Yeah, uh, where nothing actually happened apart from a small fire and maybe some sparks. That's what I read. Yeah. Um, and um, but there was mass panic and like stampedes and evacuations yeah, yeah. and we kind of ran about town as a as yeah, a collective, collective yeah. yeah we got caught up in this and yeah, it was we um were... so i'm just dealing with my own ptsd here yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> it was pretty like so we we kind of went because where we record is quite close to there so we went yeah. and got some quite delicious food i would say yeah, yeah it was yeah, on yeah, point yeah yeah, yeah. um and uh so what happened was we so we then we finished our food and we were like let's go get some dessert mm-hmm. um and then uh we would waffles blah blah blah. anyway you don't need the the logistics <laughs> of our, of our it was um, cravings food. Of our yeah, desserts, yeah, yeah. We were <laughs> <laughs> um anyway so we were uh the, the alarm started going off the fire alarm so it mm. was like okay like fire alarm you know it's kind of like i don't think anything's happening is usually my yeah everyone carried on eating no one yeah, moved. yeah no and one it was, was quiet moving. too it was quite muffled yeah yeah initially yeah yeah, and then like so we were like, okay, let's like, try and get out. But st- I don't know if you've been to Stratford Westfield, listeners, but it's yeah. kind of like the worst organised. And it's place. a minefield. Yeah. I was yes. just saying this earlier. It's so big. I don't know if many people know this, but um, it's so huge. They gave it its own postcode. Really, E twenty, which I believe is the Eastenders postcode. But, that is okay. very exciting. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, they literally get designed a postcode for it, and yeah, yeah. It is it is really like town planning went to 
shit. The shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. But the thing is, like, I the only thing this is when you come out the station, you can go into Westfield, and uh, yeah, that's directly. the only exit or entrance I know because that's the only time I've, I don't I haven't really been there many yeah, times. Exactly. Um, so we like so the alarms were going off, and then um, we were in the food court, and we we're kind of looking around, and like there was all these shutters like mm. that all started coming down, which yeah. was kind of a bit, mm, intense it, you know, and scary. It, it made yeah. us feel a bit, and there was like flashing lights, and yeah, flashing lights, and the the shutters made this noise. They were like, Ugh. and I was like, yeah, Ugh. and the voice. There was a <laughs> yeah, like please evacuate calmly, please evacuate. Like we were like, where are the fire exits? Like no one really knew. Yeah, and no direction. Yeah. So we started walking, like other people were walking towards like the exit that I described and we were mm-hmm. upstairs. Um and I, I don't know how you guys saw it, but like so I was, we were walking and uh Stacey was a little like we were kind of in the row because it was quite um crowded and then mm-hmm. looked down, you know, like in shopping centres there's like uh like kind of the open, the open like, yeah, so you can look down, down yeah. the floors, yeah. I looked down and uh there was just people running. Like it was like you know screaming like screaming, yeah. Like, people, like, and it, I've never actually seen people run like that except yeah. on the news so yeah, i was like exactly what the? and then i was like okay let's you know yeah, it's like yeah. oh turn around kind of thing. Mm-hmm. um and i was next to nima so i grabbed like, like yeah, yeah this yeah. way but nice green for uh, i think yeah. I, yeah, no, I just kind of was like i think i was a bit taken back because at first yeah. i was like, what I I like what's going on what's going on should we evacuate calmly let's do this yeah um you were analyzing dessert. but yeah i think i'm thinking about dessert yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's like and i was like that's where the waffles are yeah yeah and um i think I felt like we were in America for a second. Yeah. Because people, I was genuinely scared that someone was running with a gun or a knife. Yeah, I was yeah, like, I people were being stabbed yeah. down. And rather than moving, and then I looked around and you guys were gone and I couldn't see you. And then yeah. I sort of panicked. And then I sort of ran into this like restaurant that like, was open and mm. with other people because I was like, I don't want to die alone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You just yeah. Can't. I don't think I've ever been so terrified in the moment about yeah, something. Yeah. Um, and because that's it. Yeah. I think it was like, I, I kind of like I've so I've not ever had a serious injury before, but like yeah, I've been hurt. And you know when you go into the numb mode, and that's mm. kind of what happened. Like I was like, it felt like shock. a dream. Like it was like shock. Yeah, yeah. it did it's feel like, like I felt a dream. like I was uh, asleep. And then yeah, so we we started like going backwards. And then um, I was thinking people were, like running into it shops. Was and everyone, stampede. Yeah, it was a yeah, stampede. Yeah, no, I saw it was people, like, one of the exits go out into near the food court. Go, I think go out. Um, into like the main Stratford, like uh, Westfield High Street. Yeah. And I saw that, and it was just like a, everyone that was, must have been there was at those. And I was like, okay, people are going to get pushed down escalators and stairs. Yeah. yeah. I was yeah. like, I'm not doing that. And I saw like a, a back exit that like usually be a staff or a fire exit. Yeah. I think it was a fire exit. It wasn't very clearly marked. And people had gone through and the doors were open. So I went through there and it was really weird going through the back of like all these shops and stuff. Yeah. Mm. Um, and people were strangely calm, yet then there was like people with families. Yeah. And I saw um, like, you know, like parents trying to struggle with two or three kids and yeah. like yeah. buggies and like, it was fine because that bit was quite calm but like kids were crying yeah. and like and whereas other people were trying to make light of it and like trying to keep their kids happy because they were like oh mummy daddy what's happening where are we going they're like we're just going to car park don't worry we're leaving yeah, yeah. and I was just like what and yeah, then I was big- in a car park and I didn't know how to get out and I was on my own and I was like but it's okay we were texting each other we we're fine yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. but yeah um, like so when you, that was happening with you so we started running back and everyone was running to shops and I was kind of like okay I don't know which way to go because again then, there's nothing yeah. and then there was like a guy I saw a guy run through a yeah, fire exit yeah the double doors which are like mm-hmm. two wooden doors you can't it doesn't look like a fire exit yeah and then I saw that and I was like okay let's go this way mm-hmm. and then uh, I think Nima you were saying that as soon as we that door opened it was like a flood everyone started running yeah, down and there like, and we were like where's Stacey yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like, oh my where- gosh because after I screamed there was a flood of people and I remember even like there was a guy a disabled guy that was being pushed and he was really screaming and that really for me that up the anti because yeah. I was just like my god like yeah because yeah. when you start seeing other people panicking more, yeah yeah, yeah. Really and I always think people with like height. accessible needs like there's never any like even in office buildings and stuff I exactly. worked in they have like a chair thing that you're supposed to and it's like well if somebody doesn't help them how would they because yes. obviously electricity like there's no lifts and you know that's the first thing that will get turned off yeah mm-hmm. and then I think when when we got separated as well 
um, or when I just couldn't see you guys, um, mm-hmm. I saw someone get knocked over, like where we were, and oh. she was getting like trampled on. So again, there was only like 15, 20 people kind of like that level of like rush where I was, like mm-hmm. standing near where you're looking down yeah. um, on the different floors. But when that woman got knocked over, like someone was helping her and I was like, okay, she's fine. But I was like, shit, like I'm super clumsy. I was like, if I get knocked over, like I'm really scared. So I yeah. just was yeah. like, let me move out the way. And then, yeah, and it was just, just really, was- really strange. And I was kind of like, what the flip and because Westfield is so big so when I eventually got out I came at the car park and I ended up near Stratford International and I think we were in touch at that point and I was thinking Schleinfield it's not well yeah, designed it wasn't, it's it wasn't maze, right and, yeah. and the thing is like when we were going so basically the fire exit was like running downstairs and it was like mm-hmm. people running people were holding like really small babies like running down the yeah. stairs okay. and like and when we got downstairs actually we, we so there was a woman who had three kids mm, yeah um, one of them um, was really crying yeah, yeah yeah one was really crying her I think her oldest daughter had a, a disability and then she was just the woman was obviously panicked she was like and she was like oh I, I think someone said they saw a gun or whatever yes, and, and it blood. was kind of like you like, know you're like okay like no one knows I can't say that that didn't happen but I can't say that it, it did yeah, and I think exactly. we just need to and then she was like she had driven so a lot of people who came down the car park had driven so they went to their cars kind yeah of looking and then for their just yeah, like, spaces um but another woman came over and was like to her do you want to stay with you and she kind of stayed with her and yeah. we were Stacey kind of thing it yeah. was just horrible. that's like, why I was kind of like in Yosushi I was like let me just hide here man in the kitchen yeah yeah like, you stay in one I can defend myself yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if anything goes down <laughs> yeah. I got me yeah, yeah. yeah I can get this chopstick yeah. <laughs> yeah. for noodles at your face <laughs> but that's the thing I think it's weird like I think what was the scariest thing was like how uh, panicked people are like mm. as in like it was the thing is nothing happened yeah. But mm-hmm. like something Mexican, did happen because yeah. there was a stampede of yeah. panic and, it was a a cra- effect, and there was no yeah. way there was no clear instructions about how to get out. There was mm-hmm. no one doing anything. Yeah. It was like what And is- although there's a security, but how would anyone possibly marshal that? And I think they obviously haven't thought about their security procedures because I yeah. hear often uh, Westfield I'm not sure about Shepherd's Bush but the Westfield uh, Stratford one is like shit like that happens all the time apparently yeah well I know mm. at least a few people who've said that they've been there when it's been evacuated so I yeah was like- and just weird things like when we were finally got into the station and we were like heading home um, and yeah and we saw like a pool of watery blood on the floor and that could have been anything someone could have tripped um, but it was just really strange like obviously you know it had like signs up around it and there's a member of staff with it and Mm -hmm. they were going to clean it up but it was just the weirdest thing to see pool of blood then you're just like maybe something did happen yeah Yeah. so I mean I I shouldn't have looked in the news but the next day I was like okay let me calm down I looked at some of the news and it made me so mad so people were really just bastards about it like so Mm. there's lots of people that were just like oh um um yeah like oh taking the piss out of people that go shopping and I'm like okay you know what we're all part of a capitalist society <laughs> yeah they were like oh no these people are so sad they have no meaning in their life and they just spend all day at uh, Westwood and I'm like okay I was just there to eat food yeah, yeah. but um and and just saying like I was pathetic and people like that deserve and I was like whoa that's really harsh yeah and also it, it feels very strange to have so I feel strange having experienced that because I don't think because nothing happened yeah um it was like you it's hard to process and then you and you're kind of like okay does it invalidate my experience because um nothing really happened i can't i wasn't harmed like yeah. i wasn't even hurt or anything like that and mm-hmm. but then it, it's a lot and then when you hear stuff like that in the media or like this mass daily mail panic straight yeah. away like you know on the train home i think we briefly looked up to see yeah, the news and, on, yeah. um, and within minutes it's all like you know daily mail have written an article about it i don't know how i can yeah. predict the future apparently um but and then you know and then it's just like yeah and i thought fake news was, news was just an american thing but clearly we do it in the uk a lot too fake yeah. news straight away like and it happened um yesterday as well yeah, like on Oxford Street, Circus, yeah, yeah. yeah and I, weirdly i was literally just there and then i was also where the panic had spilled into 
uh, Leicester Square and I didn't even realise because we were sitting in a restaurant eating food and stuff yeah, and yeah. I was mm-hmm. ignoring a group chat, a family group chat because I was like, they're talking about toilet rolls and chopping guys, shut up. Yeah. <laughs> but they were actually talking about what, what was happening um, and everyone was really worried because they hadn't heard from me and I was like, oh, okay, no, I'm fine. I replied to a text. But it's just the fact that we were literally there and we didn't know what was happening. Yeah, it's weird. We were yeah. oblivious it's, it's to it. And again, that was an, I don't actually know what happened. Nothing happened. Nothing happened. happened. It was, it was, it was an altercation between two guys. That's what I read. The, yeah. okay. the police reported. I was like, really? Yeah, so what but, happened, I think it was a crowded tube stop and then mm-hmm. the two guys started fighting mm-hmm. on the tube and then it got broken up but like they evacuated the tube station. So when the, oh, so yeah. again, and again, stuff like this happens at Oxford Circus all the time. Like I think I've got stuck there before. Like I went there for an appointment or whatever after work and then I couldn't get back on because they closed off the circus done like I didn't see any panic or anything like that but it's just a nightmare uh, trying to find a like train station nearby yeah mm-hmm. so I just ended up like I don't know I got a bus and I was stuck on the bus for half an hour and I was like I could have just walked here yeah. but I just got worried because yeah, I was yeah. like maybe I should be on a bus no but, but I think that's the thing that like people it's heightened and also like this I don't know like you were saying that people are like oh you know people are stupid they're panicking about anything but the fact is like even being there I was like Okay, I don't think anything's happening, but exactly. I actually cannot yeah. be sure. Like, there's no you can't, you can't, you can't around and get shot in the face. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Exactly, you can't be like, oh no, 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 nothing's happening. So everyone's panicking. And even if, no, it's even like, if, well, if something's not, wrong, you need yeah. to get out. Like, mm, exactly. And even if you're being as calm as you can, or you're trying to keep other people calm, it's very hard to. Yeah, it's just like it's like blind panic, like takes over mm, you. And even if you're yeah. not externalizing it, like running around or stampeding, you can get caught up in it yeah. so quickly. Um, exactly it's it's really um i think what messed up was i know as much as it's like nothing happened but at the same time i know with me like i was like like it makes you realize like if something does happen how bad would that be like yeah. how much worse it could have exactly. been yeah you I, I felt a bit more like dang like nothing happened but like imagine what people go through that yes when something legit happens and people who are in like areas where they have stuff serious stuff happening yeah. on a daily basis yeah yeah and yeah. i think it's really um it, stupid for people to be like oh look at all those people that were there like you say all that shit until the shit happens you're yeah, in yeah. that situation yeah, yeah but you like, don't know you, how you're gonna react like, it, genuinely, yeah you I was never like, know oh, until yeah. it actually happens and it's like oh it's horrible yeah it's horrible it's not um yeah and also i think just weird little things that i keep remembering so like the westfield thing when again most people had left by then and i was still kind of hanging around thinking shall i exit or should i just carry on hiding here yeah but people mm. like yeah when there was a panic i saw people like jump under tables and stools and i was like whoa wow. like yeah, you guys yeah. are prepared like not prepared but like, it's good but mm. it, like it, that made me panic yeah, more yeah. than more. The, yeah. yeah and i was like I and that's the thing like, i remember um, so i was at work and um <coughs> uh, so it's in central london and it was weird because so they're they're updating their terrorist procedures basically i think they're like one of the like places where the the police warn them if something happens here they're like oh this might happen here whatever Mm -hmm. and they have like all these systems and they were like uh making a tannoy system and blah 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 i'm testing it and then um um me and my colleagues like they were like oh yeah like they said we should have procedures or whatever and my colleague was like oh yeah like i thought um yeah what we do is close the door lock the door put the sofa in front of the door and everyone hiding the tables and i was thinking i've already thought about that and i think everyone else had it's like yeah, yeah if it happened you know it's like you're you're it's in the back of your mind like yeah what you're should I do? like you're yeah. like and it's weird that you know it's like it's weird that we've all thought about yeah. this mm. and um and it's odd so we were talking earlier about how we've not been caught up in stuff like this before but i've had like i've had two experiences where i've been it's not been a close call where i haven't been there but mm. i've been in a similar area yeah so, or the day of yeah, yeah same. when i was in Australia, I don't know, so there was like a siege in mm-hmm. like a cafe uh, and the place was Martin Place and I worked in a tourist attraction there so mm-hmm. I the Martin Place was a station I went to in the morning so mm-hmm. I like com- came out of there uh, and then I went to work and like I didn't have my phone on me or anything so um, like 
I did, it was quite empty and I was like, oh, I don't like the, the you know, there's not that many guests coming in. Yeah. Um, and then someone at the, the desk was like to me, have you heard what's happened? And I was like, no. She's like, oh, they've evac- evacuated the Sydney t- house. What's it called? Opera Sydney house. house, yeah. Uh, yeah. And um, she's like, and there's a shooter somewhere oh in a cafe mm. like, down the, around the corner. I didn't really know the area. I was quite new to Australia. So mm. she was like, I can't believe we're still here. And then someone else was like, they need to evacuate us. And then they were closed. It's Westfield actually at the same time. It was in Westfield and they were like, oh, closing down the Westfield. And then they're like, oh, we're closing early, but we're going yeah. home at four. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay. And then I checked my phone on my break and everyone was like texting me like, oh, are you okay? My friend was like, oh, what's going on? And I was like, oh, nothing. Lol, I'm just at work. Kind of thing. Yeah, you <laughs> because I was like, oh, I don't really know what's going on. Yeah. And then my, like, it was weird because it, I think it was 11 p.m. here when it started. And mm. it was like, I don't know, 10 in Australia. And my friend, when I got home, she was like, oh, I've stayed up all night because I was worried about you. And I was like, oh, like, I'm fine. Like, yeah. sorry, I didn't life. text you earlier. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, that's kind of like that thing where it's like, oh, it's fine because yeah. I'm not near there, but I am in the area, and it's like, oh, that's a bit weird. Yeah, and that was kind of got over that quite quickly. But then with the London Bridge thing, yeah, uh, oh God, which yeah. is in Borough Market, like me and mm-hmm. my friends were actually there. Like, yeah, and I was supposed to meet day, you, and yeah, then I didn't. I went yeah, home. Yeah, yeah. but I was like there we were, earlier that day, yeah, yeah, it's just like we were sitting outside drinking wine or whatever, and then it's a close we night. left yeah. Uh, yeah. early, which was very unlike us. Usually, you know, it's like oh, I'll just keep drinking and just yeah. hang out. But for some reason, we were like, oh, let's go home, and then. I got home and saw that it happened and it was like the restaurant that we were I don't exactly remember where it was but we were sitting outside like in Bar Market so it's yeah. kind of like that's where it was happening and it was mm-hmm. just yeah. really like it freaked me out you know you're like that that place is so small and crowded to yeah, even yeah. think about yeah, if anything happened I yeah I can't I yeah the restaurant imagine. we were in was really small like it's like I don't know yeah you don't know what and also you know you're with your friends it's a bit weird because you don't know what you're gonna do Basically. Yeah, and I remember yeah. I remember looking at some of the videos from the police. Just again, police are doing their job and making sure people are safe. But that was petrifying in itself to see the way the police came in and everyone like had to get down. So even if there was no danger there, because yeah. like, people were sort of sitting around. And I think again, it was that uh, not knowing what's happening outside, perhaps, and people were minding their own business. And police went in to secure that place, yeah. and that was petrifying to watch how people not like they were treated badly or anything, but yeah, they were like everyone get down. Yeah, and that, yeah. That it's is, not a conversation. Just get yeah, down. like exactly. Like, and it's literally like, like and if you're just having your dinner and you didn't realize what was happening you would do it but then you're like okay. that's really scary yeah, that, it's just mm. super scary like I mean I always still really get shocked like I think like sometimes I'm used to at King's Cross occasionally when you see and even at like airports and I'm like what the flip is happening but yeah. I guess it's standard now to see armed police whenever I see armed police I get very like ah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, know that, I mean I know we're very yeah. we're much more um I don't know, cautious about how we use armed police in the UK and, yeah, much uh, more uh, and actual instances of firing and stuff are very very mm-hmm. rare but it, it petrifies me to see um, police because this is not like American gun like this is like flipping machine gun looking things yeah and even like they're real police, that when I see yeah. transport police on the tube like with their pepper spray I'm like no get off yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, please don't pepper spray me <laughs> no that's weird because um so obviously it's heightened everywhere in kind of Europe like yeah. I went to Brussels earlier this year mm-hmm. and they're still on like they've got army um, I forgot that they had all those shootings in like all the um earlier in concerts, the concert halls and stuff like that mm, and um mm. so they're still on like army patrol so there's like Shit. tanks that, yeah. like not tanks oh like gosh. big uh, land rovers there like military driving, yeah military stuff just patrolling the streets oh, that's really scary. like and wow. because I was a tourist I went to some of the tourist spots and yeah, yeah they're all there with their guns and stuff and also when I, w- I went to Rome as well this year because I'm a traveler and, yes, um, globe tour but it was like that as well <laughs> like every tube station there was armed police and yeah. it was really horrible actually because we got off the uh, tube once and there was this guy like an Asian guy and he was just on the floor and they were like searching his bag with the police and he looked so you know when you see someone I've like yeah, I don't think I'd seen someone so scared and I was like oh god like it was really it's awful like you know when you're just yeah. like, it's so yeah. scary and yeah. 
yeah and that was just it's just everywhere really yeah, yeah. Like, when, when we went to paris a couple of years ago maybe maybe a few years ago i don't know and it was just after the charlie hebo thing and we'd booked it in oh, advance gosh. and i was like oh crap this is a terrible time to go to paris yeah i just want to go sephora mm-hmm. um i'm not interested in whatever else. yeah so i was really really like um anxious about going um you know with traveling with brown family and that um ethnics on the road yeah with you know explicitly brown names um (laughs) um yeah and we got there and we were i think we just expected like french people to be super rude as well they were great they were really nice and polite uh but we were our hotel was it was just it must have been outside some sort of cover like not government building or somewhere that needed protection because it was armed it had like an armed guard and i found that so weird to like wake up and just look out and there's like 24 hour armed guard in front of it um and then i think we asked and they were like something like yeah they were like this is some sort of religious thing and they, it gets protected and i was like what kind of religious building is in a great i was like this is some undercover shit yeah but yeah. um it's just very strange yeah to still like see people like that walking around the city and um yeah it's very odd yeah i think um going back to the london bridge thing because i was there that day earlier in the day and i remember walking across the exact same bridge and just thinking to myself because i was also i feel like okay thank god for god's grace but like twice two incidents the time there was um the first one that happened with oh, the yeah, westminster. You were yeah, on a bus a westminster in- incident i was on a bus a friend of mine um a former colleague that came from nigeria and we were doing like touristy stuff in london or whatever and we happened to be on a bus that they had diverted it like as it was happening we were about to get the bus was about to cross the bridge where it happened we're like what's going on and everyone kept on asking what's going on it's um I want to say, like, when these incidents happen, it's literally like a tornado mm. because you're in the middle of it and you know nothing. It's so silent. It yeah, seems, yeah. I wouldn't say peaceful. It seems co- there's commotion or whatever, but you don't know what's going on. But, like, everyone outside is like a big, you know, mm. whirlwind of wind. Everyone's like, getting yeah, rumors. You yeah. don't know what's going on. Yeah, inside. I think the rumors and the fake news and social media do not help sometimes. Yeah, they don't. It's a lot of noise. And so, like, I remember, like, we were trying to see what was going on. I mean, eventually we found out by the time we headed because we ended up walking to the Tate Museum we still went about our business probably should have gone home but like we, we diverted <laughs> yeah, we, yeah. And, or whatever um, that was crazy but then the London Bridge thing I remember that morning walk, not morning like that afternoon crossing the bridge and I, I kid you not in my head because they had just had that incident where that guy had I think um driven into people leaving the mosque mm-hmm. wasn't that before oh, yeah, yeah. yeah and i remember saying to myself like after that had happened like they need to be putting barriers up on mm. this because someone's like weren't you saying the copycat thing like yeah yeah once you hear about yeah, it, yeah once they see something's been successful god forbid in terms of um so terrorist attacks they'll start copying and like i was like that late they need to legit put barriers up and and then that that shit popped off and yeah. i was like see this shit like you don't wait until something worse happens yeah. to fix it i mean i'm glad they fixed it now and they put them barriers up or whatever but um it's crazy i just feel yeah, yeah. i don't know man and but even taking it back old school back to mm-hmm. um the london bombings yeah. in 07 yeah. the weird like, that way it has impact and like so i was mm-hmm. in school mm-hmm. and again uh, luckily none of my like immediate family were in central london or anything like yeah. that at the time so i knew everyone was safe but everyone was still like like a teacher came in and was like okay if everyone, anyone needs to call home you can bring out your phones yeah um mm-hmm. everyone can we can stop the lesson everyone call home make sure text them they were like also no one's leaving because you know like i think we we're in sixth form so you're allowed to leave the premises they were like london's on terror alert we can't no one's leaving the school yeah until everyone knows we're safe and blah blah and it was just the weirdest thing because we were like what we're nowhere near where it happened but yeah. um mm. that far out like people were like no um everyone fine and it, the worst thing is there were actually people like I think quite a few people in school I had um, had lost um, family members. Really? Because, yeah, wow. because I guess London can meet a lot of people. Yeah, yeah. London, yeah. And I think even <clears throat> one of my sister's um, 
friend's um, lost a sister and um, and I think I remember at the time a family friend was saying they were really lucky because their husband took that train every morning and he happened to miss that train that morning yeah. and he got stuck on a train like a couple of minutes behind it but like he would have been on that train yeah um, one of the, I think the one that was from near King's Cross the Russell Square one or something like that yeah. but yeah mm-hmm. she was like that was his route exact route and she was just so grateful and like obviously panic and you know obviously the networks were down yeah, yeah. and just even as a child like I didn't understand the full chaos but I was like panicking for people because people were like yeah. oh my god my mum works in Central London my dad works in Central London I don't know yeah, where my yeah. brother or my sister is yeah. Um, and just yeah I know we were only a few years behind kind of living Central London life but yeah. it's just really really strange to yeah. even think about that and yeah that was mental was that well. the one with the bus I don't know if I'm yeah, getting mixed up with the buses I was in we were at school there yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I remember I remember being in French class and it happened because yeah, so was I yeah well, I don't know if we were from, but, no it was the same we were in the same uh school so we would all yeah 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 Yeah, it's true our year was like everyone okay so yeah we were in french class and i remember i can't remember how we even knew i think maybe the teacher found out because obviously we weren't allowed phones but everyone had them kind of thing and i remember like my cousin was um going for i think an interview or something in london like he's the eldest on my mum's side so we were all like um obviously everyone was excited because ah he's doing his first interview oh i can't remember exactly what he was going for and i remember panicking and being like texting my mum, texting my cousin and i think even then when things happen um they were blocking lines or something the phone lines or maybe they were just yeah, overcrowded yeah. because we couldn't like get hold yeah. of him. Yeah, because and the I'm, only thing the only thing that was working at the time was Blackberries, which was weird because that was when BBM. Oh, yeah, BBM, yeah. Like, genuinely, yeah. so only bankers We're could so like. Old, the, yeah, my god. Not, oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> but I, I think the teachers at our school didn't tell us what actually happened. No, okay. not didn't tell us. They didn't. Say, they said you know like only five people died. Kind of like they. Yeah, they, 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 didn't they go weren't in like. Yeah, they, yeah. I think we had like, an assembly letter in the day, so and I think the the bus thing really threw like I think I guess schools and stuff off because our school like everyone was saying like it was an official thing they were like but they were like yeah no one get public transport home they were like if you can walk if not if you're not getting picked up let us know if there's any problems but yeah I remember like my mum was texting me she was like don't get the bus home because you yeah. get free Worcesters like get the bus home for no reason but I could yeah. walk yeah, yeah. Um, so we were all just told and then I think by three four o'clock or whatever when school was ending everything had calmed down and then or it wasn't calm but it, we knew people what? knew nothing else was happening and yeah it was just the aftermath but at that point it was kind of like yeah we're gonna lock you in or something yeah. but then we didn't need to it's fine but yeah it, it's very weird yeah it's definitely a strange time and i don't know because i remember when i came back from australia and i got the tube and i was like oh i'm a bit nervous and then like got over it quite quickly and i was like oh please when you're not i think when you hear about london blah, blah blah there's a lot of panic and stuff like that but i think most people it's like you're just like oh that was shit yeah like you get used to it quite quickly i don't know it's it's like i don't know I mean, I'm I think, yeah. there's like a the, there's the fear, but then I think also you have like, to keep like no on. One, but yeah, it, I mean, I guess I, we, I mean I say it from a point of never actually having been caught up on anything on public transport apart from delays and stuff. <laughs> but um, yeah, so I don't know how I'd feel if something actually happened. Yeah. But um, yeah, like it's just this thing like, well, how else would I get anywhere? And yeah, yeah I've got to carry on with life. Yeah, because yeah, I know some choice, some really. people are like, I'll never get on the tube, and I'm like, yeah, you will. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, you ain't got no choice. Yeah, exactly. Unless you've got money on money, racks on racks. But yeah, that's just um. London, life. Yeah, you know, that's the negative side of being know, brown about town. Yeah. <laughs> um, it is interesting, though, because I think in the last couple of years, well, year even, I would say, yeah, I've become more and more aware of, um, so, like, growing up in London, I don't think I've ever, like, in a London bubble, especially in an area full of different minorities and stuff, mm. um, I felt quite, like, I guess I'm privileged, yeah, to be, um, have grown up around lots of different cultures and yeah. never feeling like a f- true minority. Yeah. Um, mm. But I've become more and more aware of it in the last year or so when 
um, all these kind of, I guess, you know, with different types of migration changing and stuff in the last few years, the kind of racial tensions and stuff and all these, like, so acid attacks in East London have really freaked me out. Yeah. Yeah. And now I'm kind of, um, yeah, and now I'm kind of a little bit more wary and I'm more aware that, like, some people might look at me and think certain things, which Mm. I've never really thought about before. And it makes me a little bit uncomfortable. But it's strange. Yeah, I think there's that odd dynamic where it's like, again, like you say, you can always get public transport and it's also like you can't, like, stereotype every, like... yeah. Middle East and Asian looking person either. Like yeah. it's like it's kind of like I'm not gonna walk around being like oh there's a brown person I'm scared like, like that doesn't make sense. Yeah, yeah. you'd be scared all the bloody time. Yeah, exactly. um, you'd be scared when you look in the mirror. Oh, it's just me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it's kind of like yeah. it's, I think it's that weird. It's kind of an odd dynamic when you're from London and you know London. Yeah, but then also that fear is that it's real. This could and happen. It, yeah, yeah. And it, yeah. So it does exist, but then it's like you can't do the stereotyping yeah and definitely. also doing the voiding like doing things thing. you've got to just be as n- Karen with normalcy normalcy normality, normality. <laughs> yeah i don't know one of them words um <laughs> as much as you can but yeah, yeah. onto lighter things yeah should we talk about a normal thing that you've done in london yeah, so yeah, so yeah. I, was at, I was at a comedy gig last night where i was trying to get to a comedy gig and luckily i made it yeah <laughs> um, yeah um yeah and it was hilarious it was great um and it was um um ronnie cheng is mm. it cheng 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 Cheng, yeah, um, which we talked about um, in the last show uh, briefly because he's got this um, show on iPlayer called Inter- Ronnie Cheng, International Student. He is so funny. Like, I've, really? I've, yeah, I think he's probably the first East Asian comedian I've gone to see live. Um, maybe, maybe I don't know, but like, I don't know. Anyone. On point, me never. Yeah. So I, I don't know. He's got an, he's breaking a niche market, you know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but it's very interesting. Like, uh, yeah. So he was talking about um, like East. Can't, oh god god i can't articulate myself guys but it was really funny social. and he was just obviously talking about what happened but at the same time he was like oh you guys turned up cool yeah, <laughs> he was like if anyone hasn't like um tweet me and i'll try and get you on a different show and i was yeah. like that guy's pretty cool and he was he was yeah he was talking about like so he talks about a lot about the um history of like um asian imperialism and um like the, the West is imperialism on the oh, East, yeah. yeah, and the kind of the dynamic that they like East Asians kind of have with the West, and oh, yet they want to, they love America and they want to live there, but they don't know why. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, it was really fun, and and he's obviously um, so I think he's Chinese, but he's lived in um, Singapore, um, Australia a lot of the time, so that's what his show is based on, um, and now he's lived in America, so he was talking a lot about that, and it was, he was so funny. He was yeah. talking about American waste and abundance and all this stuff, and it was just like and the basically decadence and of the yeah, West. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it really was. It was very funny. Anyway, I had a great time. Um, was that at the Soho Theatre? Yeah, I love the Soho Theatre. How much? So it's quite cheap, like tickets in general for there. Or? Yeah, so I mean, most of their shows tend to be between ten and twenty pounds, and they do uh, a kind of lot of upcoming stars, but a lot of established stars as well. So mm-hmm. you can see some pretty big names there. But I mean, there's cheaper places to go comedy wise. Yeah. But Soho Theatre, if you want to see a good polished so show, so <laughs> 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 um, if you want to see stuff that is like. Yeah, and they do a lot of previews as well. So a lot of really big comedians mm. do preview shows there um, oh. that you can get for cheap. So just like I would sign up to their mailing list. It's a horrible okay. venue in general because it's. I mean, inside the, sh- the theatres and stuff are fine, but it's tiny. So I would not say go hang out there. Okay, just go to your show and yeah. then leave. But there's um, always like um, yeah, there's always like celeb- not celebrities there, but you know those random people that are on BBC sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. You so, like, I saw Michael McIntyre doing preview show there, and I'm like, yeah, yeah but yeah. you can actually see his face, you know. Yeah, sitting in a small room with him. Um, oh. Yeah, no, yeah. I, I went to. A- well, I want to see what's his name? Uh, Jamali Maddox. That's it. Oh yeah, I saw him. There. It's a good show. Yeah, it was alright. It wasn't that good, but I liked him. Yeah, he's alright. Like I wouldn't see anything. I wouldn't watch him again. Um, but yeah, he's alright. 
but it is a good range of like comedians and to be honest like it's not the cheapest thing in the world mm. but i would rather see somewhere something small like that than go to like an arena and pay like 60 quid to see something on a tv yeah yeah i know it's, i get you I get but you know you know i'm not about that arena life um yeah no it's a pretty good i, don't, I really don't like arenas actually yeah like, I, but it's noisy because i mean i don't know if i'm you know being a dick but you know so i'd like to see adele but i don't think i'd like to see her in an arena i'd like to see her in my house yeah yeah i know i know her and beyonce yeah her and beyonce on my like um in my house um it would be nice to see them in more intimate yeah not even like small but like brixton size or something like yeah, yeah rather than like yeah we say that yeah when we see people at brixton we're like we're not paying 60 pounds to see neil yeah, no, no, that's true. <laughs> who do yeah, they think they that are? i would pay i would pay like 60 pounds to see adele at brixton yeah oh yeah yeah well, i mean I'll probably... but beyonce did like a little tour remember when she was pregnant with blue with mm. in like smaller locations i don't know if she came to the uk but mm. i know she did in america probably not oh. they do it in america all the time yeah. so like i love mia and she does loads of like smaller venue tours but only in America, and I'm like, isn't she British? Doing? Yeah, she. <laughs> well, yeah, she's um, yeah, she's a Londoner, and she does not give any shits about us. No, well, <laughs> I don't blame her. Um, no, but yeah, in, in America, I think it's more common. Like a lot of artists will do like they'll do like the big arena tours, but they'll do small circuit tours. So they might do like yeah. I think like I don't understand East Coast West Coast, but like they might do like New York and surrounding areas. Yeah, and yeah, they'll yeah. do like ten shows over like. That's why yeah, I hold it that too. I, I need to go to America actually because I want to like properly enjoy all the good stuff there because there's like you said there's some random stuff that they just have there and yeah. it's like mm-hmm. I'd love it's to go annoying. see yeah. all the festivals yeah. and, and I think even comedy so Ronnie Chang because he lives in New York he was talking about that in his show and he was saying in uh, in England he was like I he was just joking about the fringe and how he's tried to do it five years like he's done it five times and no one likes him here because yeah, yeah. <laughs> he was like it's really hard because it, in in England like in comedy we're quite like love British humour that we're just very judgy we want a good hour show we want to be entertained the whole time mm. we want to heckle you and all that shit and he was like but in America comedy shows will be really relaxed he was like so people will do like eight to twelve minutes of comedy and you'll get loads of acts and he was like comedy clubs are like it's fine you just turn up you don't have to you know like book this whole show thing yeah yeah. he was like people are there regularly every night doing the same show and you do different bits and you try different material and Mm -hmm. if someone's more established they might do something like 30 to 50 minutes if you're like but you know doing 15 20 minute gigs is very standard whereas we're like what? Kind of what? I, 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 got, I got dressed for this shit. Yeah, <laughs> do you know what I mean? You made an hour and a half of it. Yeah, so I was like, that's interesting. Bit. So I think I'd love to go to America and check out um, the comedy stuff there. That probably actually limits quite a lot of comedians here because, like, yeah, like you said, you don't, you expect more from them. Like, if you go see them, yeah, you want but maybe half an hour, but it's half to, I guess it's difficult to do half an hour of good comedy that you haven't put on like tv or blah 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 yeah true so, because i don't Stand like when up. people repeat their jokes but i guess I'm yeah i'm like, paying you better yeah, not yeah, be repeating yeah, this better be new but then yeah. it's like well i give them a chance jay <laughs> but yeah and no, i think it is that comedy like the style of comedy we have here so like even if you think of all our big bbc comedians that are famous do love at the apollo it, their tours like you know like peter k and all that they have like a theme and then they do a show around it and yeah, so yeah. i guess it's not different to like maybe setting up six different mini shows and then touring them in different places and like trying it around but we we, we want our hour of comedy yeah. we want to buy a DVD for Christmas even though no one has DVD players anymore yeah, yeah. but um, uh, P2K <laughs> is on tour by the way can we go um, I've never been a huge fan of like P2K B2K B2K P2K I'd pay to see them P2K he's a comedian I love him he's so funny but fine I'll go with someone else but yeah yeah, tell us about it. No, no, yeah, I, I, I don't know, know who he is, so yeah, fill us in. He's funny. Like, he's, he's, he's like, I, I don't know. will walk 500. Yeah, no, but no, he's got a really... Maybe I've seen this. No, it's weird, seen... I see like a bunch of stuff. He's but got I don't... quite a few TV shows on iPlayer from time to time. He does yeah, a few yeah. different bits okay, and bobs. Yeah. No, but his stand-up, he did like stand-up, I don't know, this was like 10 years ago or whatever, mm-hmm. but um, 
Kevin Hart actually shared one of his uh, sketches thing. Oh, because wow. he was like, this is pure comedy, which is just like, um, it's just him talking about misheard lyrics or something, but it's mm-hmm. just really, really funny. And he does like, it's very British, but it's just... Yeah. Maybe I need to funny. watch it, some of his stand Yeah, yeah. No, I'll send you, send you a couple clips, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, safe, safe. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, but I think Al Murray is one of those other ones where I'm like, I don't know if he's funny. I, yeah, I feel like he, he is funny, but like, I like his character. Yeah. I like character comedy, but maybe but you not know I'm all about owl. minority comedians. Yeah, if no, I can. No. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I do like you know big British comedians. I think yeah, yeah. No, I like oh, Dara O'Brien is like my oh, favorite I love Dara person. O'Brien. He's so funny. I, I love panelists. I like all yeah, those yeah. type of. I was just saying, um, Frankie was Boyle's it? my favorite. Who's that guy? James Acaster. I think I. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, I watched him on like Ramesh and Ranganathan's like uh, chats on in cafes with comedians, and he was saying some shit, and I was like. James, bruv, you are nailing it. I'm a huge fan of yours now. Like, I've always liked him on um, panel shows, but then he said some really poignant things mm. that I was like, bruv, yeah, you're calling out white privilege. I love you. <laughs> Thank you. He's a really intelligent, actually. Yeah, yeah. I, think, yeah, I think, think you have to be pretty smart to do panel shows yeah. because you have to be like, you know, on the ball with current affairs. Well, you have to be quick yeah, as well. Yeah. You have to be really quick with Oh, Hugh, Emma. what's his face? Yeah. Hugh Dennis. Yeah, yeah. I've got a weird crush on him, man. Do you? <laughs> I've got a weird crush on lots of weird people. Yeah. Oh, Hugh Dennis. I don't like him. I like Hugh Dennis. He, he, he looks like he'd be a history teacher. He does. He does. Um, Why is everyone always a teacher? Yeah, yeah. No, he's got that receding hairline, and yeah. then he's got the oh, like. He's, have you ever seen? Um, is it my fa- not my, my family? What's oh he? yeah, my hero. My no no no, no. It, from Hugh Dennis that he was in. He yeah, was in that. He, as well. No no, but I'm talking the, about the other one, the one with the kids. The oh overcrowded. Oh. Outnumbered. Oh, that's <laughs> <it>. <laughs> outnumbered. That Same is situation. a really good show. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, oh, maybe yeah. he plays a history teacher. In that. That's yeah, where I got it from. Um, but he does look like he'd be a teacher. No, but I do have a lot of time for some. Those British comedians. Well, I love Frankie Boyle. Like it's weird because he's really controversial Changed, yeah. <laughs> and really used to be quite gross. Yeah, which isn't really my thing. Like I don't like crude, crude things. Um, mm. but I like uh, comedy, like uh, political comedy. And he's kind of gone into that. He used to make some jokes about disabilities and stuff like that, which yeah, is a bit he was gross. Really weird. Um, but now he's all about um, uh, wokeness. Basically. Yeah, wokeness. Uh, what did he like? One thing he said he was talking about. He's like, oh yeah, no, there's a lot of racists. He's like, you know, some of my best friends are racists. <laughs> Me like, too, man. But, he, but then he, he was joking. like, "But they're black and they have a point." <laughs> and Acceptable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, "Oh, that's so funny." Is it really racism then? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, um, no, but he's he's cool. And yeah, he's he, like sharing grime art. I think he's got like like it's like with Russell Brand as well. I always liked him, mm-hmm. but now he's got really like uh, political. So mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah. oh, I hugged this. him one time. You know, you hugged him. Yeah, oh, oh, snap. Him. Let yeah. me rub up on you. <laughs> yeah. See, I like like you know, it's like oh, he's hot and I fancy him a bit. Is he hot? No, he is subjectively. Hot. He's, I don't really, know. he's really good looking, but I, I like I couldn't stand being around him. He's so annoying. Yeah. Like, as in, I like what he says, but yeah, yeah. like you're definitely. One he's of those got very weird who, mannerisms, yeah, like yeah, the hair and yeah, the beard, yeah. and like touching. <laughs> yeah, like, exactly. Like it's, it's just, like it's Russell, it's, just tie your hair up, man. Put it's, 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 get a haircut. Yeah. Get a trim. <laughs> get, get a trim. <laughs> get a quick fade. Yeah, yeah. No, I, oh god. Um, but yeah, I, I was like, oh, I can't. I couldn't stand to be around him. Like, no, like he's just nice on the TV. Yeah, exactly. Stay there. Um. But yeah, no. Uh, I've actually got tickets. So I've started doing this thing where I'm applying for audience tickets left, right and centre. Do it. Yeah, 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 I've got tickets for... He's got a new show coming out. So mm. I've got Russell Brand. Yeah, yeah. So it's on oh, I went to see one he's recorded years ago. I can't cool. remember what it was though. Yeah, so I'm yeah, going to go see that. I'm yeah. all about this. It's great. It's like, fun. I, I, and I it's got free. Tickets, I got tickets for X Factor as well, but I went to Romania. But I'll talk about that another time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Wait, which one? For the Last one that week. just passed? Yeah, yeah. Snap. I know. I'm all about Raksu, by the way. And anyway, should we yes. go? Should we go Support Raksu. Yeah, yeah. Should we go to the Snap, Crackle and Pop yeah. before Let's we start? Yeah, let's move on. Okay, okay. So Snap, Crackle and Pop this week. Um, so yeah, lots going on. Um, I wanted to talk about a positive element of something and then a negative element. Should Ooh. I do the negative or the positive first? Negative. Okay, so... <laughs> Yeah. Um, 
this thing went around on social media where a video of a teacher in Nashville um, is basically uh, complicit in abusing and bullying a student and rips mm. off uh, the student's hijab um, and posts the video and is like like laughing and saying, oh, look at her pretty hair. Let's expose her pretty hair. And this is a teacher. And covering her this face. is someone supposed to safeguard children mm. is complicit in basically... And I don't know if they... Why are they not fired? I don't think they were fired. I haven't fully followed up the story. Mm. But because it was just one of those like social media stories on shared that on like Instagram or something. And I was like, yeah. and I was like, I was sickened. Yeah, I was same. fucking disgusted. I haven't seen it. Yeah, it's I horrible. It was, and the girl yeah. is like covering her face. She's crying. Yeah. Um, and I, I, and I'm like, what? and it's a teacher, not teacher. even a student that was pulling off the hijab. I was like, a teacher. Mad? And the teacher filmed it. Yeah. It looks like the teacher's filming oh, it from oh, the angle. I heard afterwards the teacher now denied posting it. Uh, okay, but why'd you film it then? you on Snapchat posting it and but you're you now denying it. it. Like, that was a stupid uh, lie. Like, I, I mean, I don't know, but if the teacher, like, I think the teacher should have got fired and, yeah. like, go on some flipping register because yeah. you shouldn't be allowed I children. They did suspend her, though. I feel like I heard Suspension something about... But enough, yeah, yeah, it isn't enough. They should have just fired her anyway, straight I was up, really mad about that and just wanted to share that. Um, And it's unacceptable. And, like, this Islamophobia is nonsense. It, I just, it just seems like a weird thing to, to kind of, like, try and do. Like, I don't yeah. understand. Mm-hmm. Why would you... And also, it's none of your business. Why? Why? All, <laughs> yeah, why? First of all, that's just wrong, period. And second of all, you're a teacher. You why are you none? snapping? What, for, why are you listening? Why are you? <laughs> it happened. It's distracting. <laughs> you're right. I was you're like, right. Leave Dolores alone. <laughs> but my thing is, like, as a teacher, like, I don't even feel like you should have your phone out and record people's yes, children. Yes, definitely. Because they do that a lot in America. Because, like, um, I know I don't think they allow that here. Definitely not. You'd get fired for that. Do, I have I have some friends. Well, some people I went to uni with in the states, and they're teachers, and they record kids, and I'm like. Are you no. Y'all crazy. No. You're lucky. Like no. I love you and everything, but like you should not be recording people's kids because yeah. the wrong one is gonna find out you're recording. Because I would even, be that parent. I would be the mad not, black you woman up in your school. With that. Like, yeah, like, like so I've worked this. with children and I've done like child safeguarding. Yeah. It, it is unacceptable. You cannot film or take pictures unless it's like oh we're Consented, taking on a work yeah. phone and they know and it's gonna be like that sort mm-hmm. of thing and it's you like but you Parents can't on your personal off. phone yeah. take videos of children and then share them. It's it's. Well, it's wrong. Do you even need to say that? Like, why would you exactly. do that? Apparently, you do because in America, they don't give be. a crap. They, um, in Nashville. Yeah. So I'm just naming yeah. the same yeah. states. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, it just... And yeah, you can tell it was like a racially, religious motivated sort of like... Oh, that, that makes me so angry. Anyway, positive things, right? Yeah. yeah. So Barbie has released a hijab Barbie this, uh, this week. See, I, mm-hmm. when I saw that, I was like, I can only hi- imagine you saying hijabi. Hijabi. Like, hijabi. <laughs> like, yeah, like, yeah. I was like, hijab Barbie. They should mention that. But anyway, Yeah, but I think hijabi might be a London or England thing. But yeah, um, yeah. yeah uh, hijab Barbie, that's what she's called. And um, yeah, and actually, she's... she's She's actually got a vaguely minority looking skin tone so i'm like you go what? sister yeah, she's <laughs> um a- that was really cool i don't know if it's gonna change many things but i i think it's really cool that you can actually buy a barbie that like yeah people in representation uh, yeah that looks like you if you yeah. cover your head that's amazing and just to see a barbie that and again like i know barbie has barbie bought out a black barbie yeah yeah, barbie. yeah. <laughs> yeah um so yeah there's white and black and now there's something in between it's yeah. not hitting yeah. all the markets but it's getting there yeah and Which she's is, yeah, um, not bad the too, olympian yes. too yeah, i think the fencing olympian she's the first Amer- oh yeah american based, yeah she's yeah, it's based on yeah so this yeah, is barbie is based, based on, on um a sports woman. hero so it's cool that we have a female inclusion sports in sports icons, yeah. yeah from minority background religious where's the headscarf so it's cool that it's not just some weird stuff they made and also i think recently barbie have kind of released like not but the, yeah plus size or different shaped barbie yeah. so like yeah. you know ashley yeah. graham the 
model. She's like a model and she's I, I know technic plus, technically plus Technic plus. Yeah, she's I mean, regular her to banging, me. Like, yeah. <laughs> she's regular yeah, to me. She's super I mean, fit. But, um, yeah, so she's a plus size model and she's been like on GQ and stuff like that and mm-hmm. other sports stuff. And yeah, and she just, oh, Sports Illustrated, I think she did a cover yeah, of that as well. Yeah, she did. So she's yeah, making real moves too, and she? like, um, yeah. So I think they based a Barbie on her as well because I think she yeah. was at that launch. Um, so that was cool. What else has been happening? Barbie's really diversifying their yeah. platform. It's really good. That's what's yeah. up. I think they're yeah, trying to shift I mean, a little bit with the times. Yeah, I mean, I didn't have that growing up, but yeah, I'm glad that right. the next generation do. Mm, yeah, um, Generation X. And also, mm-hmm. uh, just big up Drake. You know, I because oh, I used to hate Drake, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, but, I told you about him. Yeah, yeah, so I was like, this guy. Because my thing with him is, right, you are middle-class Canadian, brav. Yeah. You He's can't rap about confused, the shit you rap about. It's not applicable to you. Yeah. Um, so I always had problems because I was like, your lyrics are not relatable and you're mm. trying shit. Um, I don't care if you're 25 sitting on 25 mil. Spread it around then, innit? When he said, when he said, started from the bottom, I was like, but you are on Degrassi. You are a middle-class Canadian. You're you on TV. You clearly went to performing arts school. Yeah. Um, and, and then, and, like, even though I love the song One Dance, like there's a lyric in there that's like they don't make it where I come from or like something like that and I'm yeah. like yeah they do all your Canadian friends like Bieber and that <laughs> yeah, yeah Bieber um, anyway so, but yeah then I find out that he loves UK grime and he really supports it yeah but like properly like, as and he's like, like boy fun- bot no- he he's got boy bot no tattoo yeah. 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 So and like, he also funded the next uh, the the seri- a series of top boys and then he bought is, it yeah. out so he can be in it himself yeah, him yeah. and Lebron Lebron has a producing company apparently they're partnering so big up Drake but anyway that's not what I'm talking about anyway just got sidetracked by my Drake monologue Um, he was I mean a lot of different musicians male musicians have been doing this which is really cool but he was like um, hyped up on social media because he was calling out someone for harassing a woman in um, in the audience yeah. so he saw someone like harassing a woman and he was like that shit's not okay and then I think he had him removed and he was yeah. like don't do that at my concerts Yeah, you will get thrown out I don't care who you are and yeah. I'm like yes m- like I'm glad that yeah, it's not always for women to like need to be victims and ask for help. Like, it's cool for men to call out that shit as well. Yeah, and yeah. especially you know, like, um, yeah, for a performer and you see that, that's amazing. Um, oh, it's so gross. Yeah, it's just nasty. I don't shit like that still happens. Um, um, and lastly, uh, Aniko Hart. I know we talked about her before, but um, that's Kevin Hart's wife. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I don't know who you're talking about. Do you not follow them on Instagram? Like I, I do, do, but I don't know. No. Um, <laughs> Yeah, she she's not that is, relevant. Maybe I think she... she's like forty-two weeks pregnant or something like that. Like mm-hmm. the baby yeah, is not coming out. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm like, when is she gonna have this baby? I feel like it's like that for a lot of pregnant people. I'll see even friends, and I'll be like, it's thirty-six weeks. Well, you've been right? pregnant for like two years. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> When's this baby coming out? Oh, oh, back to back babies. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but it's thirty weeks, right? Thirty-six weeks. I mean, thirty-six weeks. Yeah, I think so. something like that. I don't yeah. know, no. but I just thought it was funny. Nine I'm months. Like, I don't yeah. know why people talking weeks. Some people talking days. I'm like, I don't know what you mean. Twenty-eight to thirty-one days in a month usually. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so that's it really. It's not even a discussion, it's just me round up of things that I've been noting this week. Yeah, yeah. Nothing um, happening on Assad's Assad, he's making his moves, man. He can walk now. I saw him on the red carpet. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man, oh, the world yeah, ain't ready. Open collar, no tie or bow or anything. Oh, he was at the American things. Music Awards or something? What was yeah, it? with his parents. They were holding Amaz, hands. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, soon he's gonna ditch them, man. He's gonna be he's been gonna get all their appearance fees and um Khalid and his mum is gonna have to stay at home. Yeah. He's gonna be us begging him for management fees. Yeah. <laughs> oh god, that kid is so bloody cute. I can't even he's handle adorable. the cuteness. Cute, yeah. Um yeah, so Assad's continuing to make moves in lives. Mm. I'm proud of him. Mm. Um should we move on to get it off your chest? Yes, yes. yes. Um so who's got a rant this week? Is it me? Is it you? Is it you? I don't remember. I don't, I don't uh, have any rants. Rants. Rants, rants, I have a rant, I okay. guess. Um so um again, this is something that like it happens from time to time. I don't know if you guys have experienced the same. So have you ever come across people from a certain heritage? heritage usually british heritage um that talk about um 
so it used to be usually people from like a generation above us so that were kind of born in like i guess between 50s and 70s yeah and usually they're born abroad and they try and link in where they were born um in kind of oppressive colonial regimes yeah. <laughs> and they talk about like their heritage like oh yes i've grown up in india i know so much about india i was born there my parents lived there for such a long time and i'm like why are you saying that to me like a positive thing yeah yeah like i'm sure your parents are great and they didn't go and murder anyone but they might have yeah like, like your presence in those countries wasn't um like a cultural heritage or an experience that you were like i love this country i'm just gonna go live in it for the fun of it mm-hmm. it was like you were there with um oppressors basically i don't yes. know how to put it yeah for um, money like people didn't go there for jokes yeah, there was yeah, they, a lot exactly. of money in it. yeah and i just kind of have come across it like in, uh, in work and in social situations where people would just be like oh you're from this this is your background and i'm like yeah yeah and they're like oh well i grew up there or and i've seen them say to other people and i'm like ah oh, this makes me very uncomfortable like i can't <laughs> yeah just because you supported apartheid yeah it doesn't mean you're like yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Just like, um just dumb shit like that and it just um and it's kind of like I don't know. It would be nice if they had a level of social awareness about what that meant yeah, yeah. And, mm. uh, and how people of colour would perceive what they're saying. Like, especially yeah. if they... Um, I don't know how I'd feel if I didn't directly come from the country or lived there myself. Like, I always feel I, weird when I see, like, people who are like, oh, I'm, I'm African or I, I was born in here or, like, oh, this what Kenya is my home or whatever. And you're like, you're, mm. not, you're very white. Don't, Kenya, why are you there? Chuck you lot out, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it had independence. Got, yeah, exactly. You know, you're just like... I don't know. It's got that... Well, this is probably a stereotype where I think it's either, like... Yeah, like money, like business, doing business there to make a lot of money. Most times or that is what it missionary is. Missionary work where you go and, try yeah. and convert people, and it's just so either of those things make me feel uncomfortable. So mm-hmm. I'm like, mm, so Enforcing I don't. Yeah, your... it, yeah, and if you were living there for while, you know, um, whatever empire was going down yeah, there, yeah, whatever colonization was happening, and you were yeah. sent there to work there because of that, or to do whatever, and it's just like come exploit, on, really. Yeah, yeah ex- not even really work because when you think about it, because everyone, even missionaries, I know, like. When I hear stories about people talking um, about, I know when the ports basically in Nigeria, I've heard people say when they went to visit it, this, um, the touristy parts, there are people that live there and there's an area called Badagri, like the area of point of no return. And there's a guy that said he couldn't even bother, he could never be a Christian because he feels like the religion was imposed on um the people yeah, of yeah. the west coast um west africans and then they use that to exploit them and like take them away like yeah, yeah. how do you he just doesn't agree with it basically yeah. but um yeah it's most and, most and, circumstances yeah. are out of exploitation really. exactly and i think it's just their attitude like that's completely fine that's your heritage like yeah. i'm not taking that away no. from you but it's just the way they present it and mm. you're supposed to have a reaction like oh my god that's so cool or um or you know i speak a little bit of the language of this country and i'm like okay i'm so glad that you tried really hard to learn two words of this language yeah, yeah. um and it's just very strange and i find it uh, when i used to be younger i used to find it really cool and then i thought about it and i was like shit that's yeah. not cool it's kind of yeah. like it's the same thing with like you know these like volunteerism where you go mm. and you're like oh, i'm helping the no. colonial tourism and volunteerism yeah. Yeah, yeah i so, might need to add to your rant saying yeah, that yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's just that kind of it's, it's a similar vibe where it's like i don't know it, it's it's not i don't think the people are like bad but they're like I'd say willfully ignorant, I guess. Yeah, yeah. no, so it's, yeah, like, it's very like the ignorance. Ignorant. Like, it's because you kind of like, yeah, you don't have to react to it. Like, yeah, you're like, do you know what that means? And you yeah. don't want to be like, again, stop putting me in the position where I have to be that angry yeah. ethnic. Like, you're just exactly. angry ethnic. And they're like, oh, I told this girl. And everyone else says it's really cool, but she was like, colonialism. And I don't even know what that is. It's like, shut up, dickhead. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. But um, just to add to it, since you said that, like, um, it's funny because I think I've had this conversation with the two of you. Like, when I 
I know um, coming, I worked in Nigeria a little bit before I came back here to work. And I was like, it's crazy because, like, generally, if, like, um, a white person puts that they went abroad and they work, so it looks really good for them, right? Because they went abroad and they did Mm -hmm. that work in those developing countries and stuff like that. Yeah. And then, like, I'll put it and it's like... (laughs) Oh, they they look at you like, as if, like, can you even speak English, though? Yeah. It's It's the the whole expat versus immigrant thing, isn't it? Exactly. If you're white, you're an expat. Yeah, Yeah, and you're you're doing good. But then I went home. I went home to work and I'm really grateful for that experience or whatnot. But um, I feel like um, there's a completely different, um, I'm seen through a completely different spectrum. I guess we can talk about like this in a completely different, in another, another time deeply. But like, um, I just feel it's so crazy. Cause like I'll talk, I remember one time talking to a recruiter and I told him um, like, I, at this is the beginning um, um, that I was come from Nigeria or whatever, worked in Nigeria. And he was like, oh yeah, I think they're looking for more London based experience. What do you mean? I'm like, like that too. But like, we do the same work. And yeah. that's why a lot of times you'll see a lot of people here. That's what irritates me sometimes. A lot of people come from um, developing countries and they have a great deal of experience. They know what they're doing. Yeah. And they end up doing menial jobs like cleaners, yeah. working as carers. And it hurts me because I'll hear, like, hear their stories and like, and sometimes they're even more qualified than some people yes. that are actually up there. Yeah. And it's just because you've come from a developing country well, they yeah. think that you're less than and it's and like if anything i feel like sorry but i feel no. like if anything you have even better experience because i know from working um i did consulting or whatever i know from working in a v- developing country the climate changes so rapidly mm-hmm. yeah. because it's underdeveloped yeah. if anything you have a greater chance of um you know working on your feet you have to be a lot more resourceful because yeah. in terms of collecting data it's a problem you yeah. have to be the one on your feet getting yeah. that information or whatever and that irritates me i'm being very passionate i'm sure people will be like she mad i'm no, not no no, no. I, i'm a little bit mad but like not mad mad like hit you in the face mad but anyhow <laughs> like um but yeah like it just irritates it's me. It's discrimination. It that's is what straight yeah. up. Yeah, and so sometimes, like, like yeah. you know when people come here and they've got, like, certain experiences and qualifications and, like... Degrees. Teachers, yeah, and it's, like, it's very usually very easy just to convert, but I feel like the information and knowledge is not out there. Yeah. So if you're not a certain type of expat, like, using air quotes, um, yeah. then you're seen as, like, yeah, okay, you come from something... In, like a developing country doesn't matter how experienced or you know how kind of like well you were doing there like they don't help you solve the problems so I know that teachers yeah. that end up like just basically doing normal jobs and you're like you're a teacher there's a simple qualification that you can do to convert your qualification to work mm-hmm. in the UK or whatever I don't know but just stuff like that there is stuff out there but unless you come from a certain background you don't you don't know. get access yeah. to that like opportunity basically yeah. and can you imagine how much more powerful and how much more um well equipped those kids would be if they were being taught by people who came from other countries yeah different they would be so much more well-rounded they would be able to like they would have a broader perspective of the world because the way the world is now like i remember in nigeria and when i finished secondary school there and i remember our teacher telling us like and i think that set my mindset like in general he would be like see because we took the igcses and he was like when you're taking these exams forget your classmates you're not competing with your classmates. You're competing with the people. Those kids yeah. in China, you know, obviously stereotypes. Yeah. like, they're smart. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. You don't forget them. Forget the smartest person in your class. Forget them. Because you're competing with everybody else. And like, that's been my mindset since. Like, anytime I'm going ahead and like, even applying for work or anything, qualifications, I've got to be like, I just have to be the best I can be. Yeah. yeah. Because at the end of the day, I'm competing with everyone else out on the world. The way it's so connected now. Yeah. You forget the person right next to you. I ain't starting them. But yeah. anyhow. No, I, well, no, I think with that, it's really interesting because um, we there's all this rhetoric around we need skilled immigrants, skilled immigrants, whatever. And then people just... 
Ignore it, especially when we say people. that there's like a teaching crisis and we need teachers and we're desperate for teachers. We're like saying, please, please teach. And there's qualified teachers coming to our country, yet you're not going to help them exactly. to be teach. And you're not going to, again, like you said, the shared experience of like, you know, coming from different backgrounds. And yeah. we always say that our, our education system is shit compared to other, like some developing countries and other parts of Europe. And it's like, they're doing so well. Why do we not, like when, when uh, you know, European teachers want to come teach and let them teach. Simply yeah. like, open up the platform. Teacher is a teacher. That's They've it. obviously been given the skills to be able mm-hmm. to teach a curriculum. Just give them some help and they'll figure um, out your curriculum. It's not the end. Of, like yeah. We're not some like super elite nonsense. Like, come on, there's kids like, they can't even spell like when they leave with the GCSEs. So yeah, like, right. obviously our education system needs more resources and, um, and money. And if we're having people that's got the skill set, let them use it. Exactly. I don't understand. Um, yeah, that's messed up. Um, anyway. Did you know <laughs> So uh, we're going to try and add like a lighter note after we finish our rants because we understand, but yeah. you know, it gets a bit mm-hmm. heavy. Um, I've got a confession for this one and then, um, yeah. yeah. So, so we're going to call so it, these are my confessions. <laughs> oh my God, the harmony. I didn't realise that was so <laughs> much child, you know. Oh, we don't even need to yeah. put a soundbite yeah. for that. Yeah, exactly. That was, yeah. Um, <laughs> but so I have one for this week, uh, which is going to be, um, so when I, I studied in America and... Um, so I, you got, you get to do four classes and so you go and you go to a few classes and pick mm-hmm. and I went to so there's one about social movements and there's one about uh, feminism and I was like I went to the feminism one oh my gosh like the class was really engaged and like really interesting and the teacher was like it's going to be hard but we're all going to be like really learning and like working together to learn mm-hmm. blah 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 like it was really like that she was such really a good nice. te- yeah, yeah no no she was such a good teacher and uh, like the class seemed really interesting and I went to the social movements one which I thought oh, you know I'll be interested in that um, but the, the class was a bit like dull and the teacher he wasn't that great but he was really really hot and, um, <laughs> Fair enough. and he, looked, he looked like freddie prince jr and he was just like really oh, attractive anyway i picked that class and it was shit oh and i was like wow what kind of person am i all these i can't even yeah but. i know i know and i was like how did i, I yeah. I pick, I've, I, I've been there myself. I picked start. an attractive man over a feminist. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like literally. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Look at anyway. yourself. Yeah. 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 Um, let's not go into that, but uh, yeah, I guess that's. The but, I mean, you had some good views that term right yeah but he yeah. was it wasn't it was I mean, you didn't learn anything you know what you didn't it, grow. It, yeah. <laughs> no but the thing is it wasn't even worth it because it was so boring and shit i was yeah. like i wish i didn't do this. <laughs> maybe you should like this should be like trip advisor for like courses at uni yeah, yeah. Um, and mm. just like be like hot but not worth it <laughs> <laughs> but they had that um i used to use that the funny thing is they they had that in uni I, that's how i used to pick my teachers for my courses okay. there was a website i can't remember ratemyprofessor.com like, or something like that <laughs> yeah they would li- they would have that they would have a segment for rating your teacher hotness how they are in terms of courses like all that detail yeah. but I don't think it was until my last two years of uh, school but yeah um, but yeah I had the yeah. same thing like in uni there was um, I didn't pick it because he was hot it just I was told like uh, the lecturer was like there's some young like flipping oh my god he was so good looking I swear to god um, <laughs> US foreign policy uh, but it was yeah it was an insightful course I mean it wasn't terrible but it was very literally um, insightful um, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah no it's very one sided it was like is this US foreign policy or is it um um, in defence of US foreign policy but, <laughs> um, but yeah he was really good looking but I think everyone was sort of like yeah it wasn't worth it I didn't have any good anyway, yeah. teachers yeah. <laughs> mine were all old <laughs> so we're fickle people we've learned um, yeah, basically um, but yeah I guess that's the end of the show so uh, thanks for listening oh if you want to follow us on uh, Twitter it's at brownabouttown underscore and then on Instagram it's uh, brownabouttown.ldn and our Gmail uh, email Gmail email. Gmail email, <laughs> email. is uh, ldn at gmail.com. So thanks for listening. I've been Jay. I've been Nima. I've been Stacey.
Bye. Bye, bye. <laughs> See ya. Peace out, A-Town. Yeah. yeah.